When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. For Ream, install a Ream, Australia's favourite in hot water. And Repco Authorised Service. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. This is the Trade Exchange, Riley Beverage and Kaltumi getting you through the next hour or so. Cal, how are you going? Good, Riley. How are you? Not too bad. Got a bit of uh, news off the top. Yeah, paperwork being lodged, as I understand it, for Liam Jones to rejoin the Western Bulldogs as an unrestricted free agent. So as this one's been playing out in recent weeks and months, clearly at the start of the year, uh, well, obviously, uh, full went. This, this season as a Carlton player, stepped away from the game due to his vaccination stance, but uh, back in AFL now and, and set to rejoin the Western Bulldogs. So that one to come through officially today and there'll obviously be the compensation wait and see from mm-hmm. a Carlton point of view. So, Which normally gets sorted pretty quickly after it. Yeah, correct. Un- guys. Unrestricted. He was classified as an unrestricted free agent by the AFL, so yes. that allowed the Blues to have the opportunity to pick up a draft compensation pick for, for losing him when they did on the eve of obviously the 2022 season. So where's this leave the Bulldogs? They've got a lot to do in the trade period, but one down at least. Huh. Liam Jones down. They've still got to sort deals for Josh Dunkley going to Brisbane, Rory Lobb coming into the football club. Yep. Uh, Zane Cordy, who's a free agent. Yeah, And as we wrote on afl.com.au inside trading last night, um, there had been some wait and see around the Zane Cordy situation and, and obviously there's a playoff to that too in the Carlton situation as well, isn't there, with, mm. with Blake Akers and, and where that one sits. Yeah, so future third-round pick will form the bedrock for Blake Akers, but we believe there's a just a sort of sticking point around potentially a fourth-round pick going from this year's draft going back to Fremantle as well, and that's where talk stood. And Carlton just sort of wanted to get the ducks in a row before a deal went through in terms of what the Liam Jones compensation might be and how it might play out from that perspective. Yeah. So, but we're expecting that one to go through probably this afternoon as well. I think in so. Terms of a deal for Blake Acres. Yeah, I think so. And look, it might it still end up being just that that future third. But there's been some discussion around the, the fourth round pick being thrown in there around that as well to see how that fits. But yeah, from the Bulldogs' point of view, clearly um, adding to their their key defensive group was uh, a, a big priority for them. And and Liam Jones will be able to do that. And I mean, you watched the Blues closely in recent years, of course. He's a pretty quality player. Yeah, and will fit better with. Uh, I, I will. I, I think the way they defended as a team this year, the Western Bulldogs, they sort of needed just a bit more structure in terms of behind the footy, and they obviously made a few changes here and there. Alex Keith got dropped on a couple of occasions, and Cordy got dropped on the on a couple of occasions. So he'll be sort of the the figurehead of that backline going forward, forward an experienced player who made his move to the back line while he was at Carlton. So the Bulldogs never really tried him in that role. He was always a key forward when they tried him in that role at the Blues. So 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it works. We've got a couple of big guests coming on as well throughout, we the, uh, throughout the show, Cal. We do. We have Jason McCartney coming up in a couple of minutes, the Giants football manager, and then later in the show, Tim Lamb, the Melbourne list manager. So a lot to discuss with both of them, and particularly the Giants having been busy uh, in day one of proceedings with Tim Taranto leaving the club and, and joining Richmond, and, of course, Bobby Hill, of course, leaving uh, the Giants to join Collingwood as well. So lots on their plate still to come too. Interested to see how this Jacob Hopper deal is going to play out from here. And, and Melbourne clearly um, in the thick of this year's trade period with the Luke Jackson deal and, and Brody Grundy as well, who we wrote on afl.com.au on Monday, the Pies pushing for a top 25 pick for him to come across and make that deal happen. Well, speaking of Jason McCartney, we are joined by the Giants footy boss now. Jason, thanks for coming on Trade Radio. Thanks, guys. Great to be with you. Hard to get a segment with you guys, I'm led to believe. <laughs> oh, we're, we're in demand, Jace, so we, we snuck you in. So who won the fight? <laughs> <laughs> you Jace, did. Chase, we might, we might start with, uh, with Tim Taranto, pick 12 and 19, coming into the football club yesterday. Were you happy with that return? Yeah, look, obviously you don't like to see players of Tim's quality choosing to um, take up the opportunity to come back to Victoria. But in, in the end, uh, we've been working through this for a little uh, bit of time now with Richmond and, and yeah, 12 and 19. We're, we're really happy with, uh, let's be honest, the, the 19. Obviously, we've seen the value of that over the last couple of years, being the first pick in the second round, especially with the, uh, obviously, draft round one, uh, night one, and then, obviously, the break going into the second and uh, following around. So, yeah, yeah, we're, we're really happy with those uh, two picks. And doing it early obviously gives an opportunity to keep looking at everything else that's going on and ease their ability to, to keep moving around and even strengthening your draft position. How did you separate these two, Jace? Were there conversations about doing Taranto and Hopper as a package deal or, or was it your inclination from the start to say, okay, let's, let's do these one by one and, and give ourselves a bit of room to then move on to Hopper, who, of course, is a different case given his contract? Yeah, it's a really good question. Obviously, you're not expecting uh, two top liners to be choosing the, the one club, to deal with the one club. So uh, Richmond and, and our dealings with Richmond have been quite positive all the way through, but it just became real clear to us very early on that, OK, we're, we're talking about Tim, who's who's out of contract, and, and what Richmond already had sitting there. So we felt it was best to uh, facilitate a trade for Tim um, standalone. And then obviously Jacob, there's a, there's a little bit more work to do. He's, he's obviously in contract with Richmond once again. Has uh, have been obviously uh, really proactive and positive about what they've got and what they've put forward. So that's that's a good starting point. But we just feel obviously there's a little bit of work to go. And we've still got a fair bit of time to see what uh, can be added to the current deal. So the current deal obviously includes um, a future first round pick, the, the Tigers pick 30. What more would you like to see that included? Yeah, that's all they got left, obviously. We, everyone would understand that once that future first goes out, unless something else is coming in, the futures can't be touched. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's what remains, obviously. Um, most would know that that feels to be, obviously, a little bit short for a player of that quality. Richmond understand that. So, um, really assessing, once again, a number of other deals that are going on and, and what potential opportunities uh, to be involved there to strengthen that. Um, and, look, we, we do need to give consideration to... So obviously players as well. What sort of player would you look at? Because Ivan Soldo has been mentioned. Is he someone who is potentially on the radar? And, and what are the interest levels in him from a Richmond perspective? 
Yeah, it's been talked about a little bit about Ivan. Like Ivan, we've um, there's, there's something there that we'll, we'll do some follow up there. There's no doubt about that. We need to do some follow up on uh, a number of options just so you're ready to go. You certainly don't want to be uh, if you're going to facilitate a deal um, on a contracted player. You don't want to be uh, scrambling at the last you know couple of days. So there's a lot of work going in there. So yeah, he'll be one. We'll. Um, We'll have a conversation and do some work on. You've you got to make sure your medicals and everything checks out before you push the button on any uh, player transaction. With Jacob, are you confident a deal ultimately is done or is it a situation where you would be comfortable keeping him and holding him to his contract if it, if it can't be negotiated? Oh, look, he's a, he's a wonderful player. There's no doubt about that. And he does have a year to run. So we're mindful that he, he has requested that opportunity to, to go back and play at the Richmond Footy Club. Um, you know, we'll work through to facilitate what the best deal is for our football club if there's a deal to be done. And, and like I said, Richmond have been—they've been really uh, good in their conversations around this. So Bobby Hill, another player traded on Monday, uh, pick forty, and Bobby Hill going to Collingwood for a future second round pick and forty-three coming back. How did the negotiations play out there with Collingwood? Yeah, it's something that Graham Wright and myself have probably been speaking about over the last two or three weeks, what it might look like. And, and that's why in the end, as per the Tim Tarano trade with Richmond, we're in a position that we didn't have to wait and we could facilitate that on day one. And it, it gives you an opportunity to keep assessing everything else and what you might be able to do with that. So uh, Bobby gets his wish to, to get back to Victoria. And like I've been on record and speaking about Bobby, first and foremost for us this year has been... Uh, uh, his health and well-being is paramount and obviously he had the, the scare during the year and he's in a really good space now so that's that's been facilitated and he gets his opportunity now to play to play in Melbourne at the at the Collingwood Footy Club. Has Toby Bedford been identified from a little while, way out as being a potential replacement for him inside that forward line for you, Jace? Yeah, he has been. He's one that um, even though like Bobby's gone out, we were planning on uh, you know if Bobby stayed. It's an area of the ground we feel like we can look to bolster, and we identified Toby as that type of player. They're just a combination of speed and endurance, and his toughness. Um, he's very capable, obviously, uh, of uh, hitting the scoreboard, but he also applies great forward pressure in front half, and that's that's the game at the moment. So. Yeah, we didn't know where that land. We're always hopeful, but obviously he comes out of a really good football program and a really good footy club in Melbourne. So he was sort of on the edge there and starved of some opportunities playing that sub role. But um, yeah, we we're really uh, grateful to get that news uh, last weekend that uh, Toby had chosen to come to our footy club. We've got Tim Lamb on in about 20 minutes or so, so you can set the, 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 the benchmark here for what you want, want the price to be. How negotiations placed uh, early days? Yeah, we've we've had a couple of chats, and obviously Melbourne have got some moving parts as well, and, and everyone's sort of got their positions. But uh, yeah, yeah, we, we think we've got a pick sitting there right now that should uh, facilitate that deal. But we know with moving parts that that Melbourne have, and obviously we've got a couple others as well. But I don't think that uh, has anything to play with this deal. I think it's pretty straightforward. So yeah, hopefully that's one that gets done sooner rather than later. Do you want to let us in on what that pick is? <laughs> Can you see what the picks are? <laughs> what, what do you What do you guys think? Well, you've got three, twelve, nineteen, twenty-one. No, you... no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, forty-three. Have you put forty-three on the table there, Jase? Yeah, it could be around the mark. You guys know your stuff. <laughs> uh, you've spoken previously on AFL Trade Radio about spreading out your draft hand over a couple of years, given this um, situation with Taranto and Hopper. Does that mean that in the, the Tanner Bruin 
talks, you, you'd be looking more for a future selection for him from the Cats. And does that open up the door for a, a future one from them? Yeah, we're talking about, uh, with Geelong, we've had a couple of good discussions and we're talking about a first-round pick. Uh, yeah, look, it would be great to, to secure another first-round pick uh, in next year to you know spread the load. Because what we're looking at, we're really happy with what's going to be available around our picks in this year's draft. But also next year, that opportunity to, to go really hard at two drafts. But also next year, just to have those really good quality picks to, to make a decision whether it's a combination most likely of whether it's high-end draft talent again or a combination of draft and being a, you know, a serious player in the player acquisition space through you know, some real high-end talent in positions of need. you got four picks inside the first 21 now. Do you envisage packaging them up to try and move higher up the board? Like, is, Would pick one be a live option to potentially trade into that space as well? Yeah, all those options we're discussing. Any ability to move up, I think, is uh, advantageous. I think we've, we've seen over the last uh, few years, or drafts in general, you find players any part. But at this stage of the year, everyone's really angling in on bands within first round and bands within second round and where players might be. And I suppose the reality for all the recruiting teams too is um, we've still got the combine, which is obviously later this week and the weekend. So there's still, uh, everyone's got the information on the, the the playing ability of the crop coming through, but there's still medicals to be completed and psych profiling information to come through. So the, the puzzle's not quite complete yet. So um, yeah, there's a, there's a bit to play out there, but obviously what we've got the beauty of is getting to work now, uh, but even post the, the player exchange period, um, what is it next Wednesday there's those opportunities which is a really good initiative for the AFL to continually move around the draft order up until the draft Have you had much discussion with the Roos about potentially pick one and what it would take for them to, to slide back a couple of spots and is that a live option for you when you look at the pool and you think well do we want to guarantee it? Do we, do we want to make sure of who we really like we can go and get given yeah, our head? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the discussions that we're constantly having in around our, our recruiting team and our football committee around that. And so, yeah, we've had some preliminary discussions with, with Brady at the, the Kangaroos and, you know, also even, even West Coast there at two. And then there's others in between that is there an appetite there that uh, maybe there's a, <clears throat> a couple of sort of later first round, early second rounds. Is there an opportunity to move them in? So, yeah, you've just got to do the work and explore all these. If you, you sit there and you ignorant to the fact that yeah, you're comfortable where you are, you're not doing your job. So we'll, uh, we'll push that right to the, to the end of ability to yeah, strengthen our hand. I know you've spoken about this a bit, Jace, over recent months and years as well, because you guys as a club have had to um, take players from Victoria and, and pick them up and then try and nestle them into a different environment. And, and Tanner Bruins, the latest example of a player who only after a couple of years wants to head back to Victoria. Are you finding it more difficult as a club? And do you think the, clubs in the competition are finding it more difficult to to pick players and select these draftees and and have as much confidence as you could around their their flight risk and and that nature that is is within the the draft class these days where there is a want to sometimes go and play somewhere else pretty quick? Yeah, look, I'm on record of speaking about this and and hopefully there's been some others uh, speaking about as well because it's uh, it's real. All all we can do is put the... uh, best football um, program in place and coaching and development and that's all we can do we, we back ourselves in there but the reality is um, 
go home factor is real um, for all interstate clubs. But um, you know, in particular, when I suppose you look at uh, ourselves and the Swans to a lesser extent, there's not, there's never too many coming back our way, and that's going to take a while. And that's, you know, the role of um, the AFL, AFL New South Wales, and then the academy to keep developing enough talent that it's not just for for our clubs; it, it's for the pool. So then you get an opportunity to to have a player returning um, you know Melbourne's experience at the moment uh, North Melbourne's experience at the moment it, it it's there and it's, it's probably occurring a little bit earlier now than, than maybe what it has in the past so yeah there's definitely an opportunity I, I'm not certain what the mechanism is we talk about maybe some uh, longer first uh, contracts for the draftees but you need to find a cut-off point I suppose of, of where that would be because you certainly wouldn't want that for all your, your draftees and then we're also, you know, we, we acutely understand that there needs to be a mechanism in place that if a, an early drafter is playing a lot of football early and playing some really good football, that they, they, they can still be remunerated in the, in the right manner. So yeah, there's a bit of water to go on the bridge there, but I think it's something that definitely um, will be and hopefully will be in the short-term future be looked at. Well, Jason, you've got a busy eight days ahead of you for the Giants. Good luck and uh, thanks for joining us on Trade Radio. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Take care. Hey, good value coming on our show. Great value. Great value. We appreciate that. Uh, all right. Plenty more guests still to come on the Trade Exchange. This is, of course, the Trade Exchange for Ream. Built tough for Aussie conditions when it comes to water heating. Ask your plumber to install the Ream. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back shortly. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.